following has been pre-recorded for your listening and dancing pleasure. This Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carney. The hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Minden to see some great basketball. That's because you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station. I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. (laughs) You like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll never have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's my favorite. That's my go-to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, there that we've we go. had yeah. on this yeah. show, you're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down and not far enough. I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now, coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toaster. Sometimes I just don't have time to put it in the toaster. It's been a lively little show so far. Um, certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Doug to Brandon Bennett's with you on this Thursday, the 22nd of February. Not the last Thursday of February. Well, You got, you got big plans for... Uh, uh, the 29th for Leap Day. I'd never even considered it until somebody brought it up. And they're like, yeah, it's Leap Year, which means we're going to have Leap Day. And I'm like, I really hadn't even paid attention. So, no, I have no plans whatsoever, except, of course, to be here unless something else comes up in my calendar. Can't wait. Yeah, we'll see. See what see it all plays out. Yeah. I just I, – I smile here because – Caught it yesterday and, and watching our folks do the weather and, you know, 62, 75, 68, 63, 30, 62, 60. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Next Wednesday as everybody's getting ready for state basketball, right down again for about a 24-hour period. So we will talk about that. We'll just enjoy the great weather that we've got uh, out there. And we had a chance to talk with Matt Shaner earlier this week about uh, getting out and playing a little golf. And uh, for folks that are able to do that, we are going to be talking with Anthony Noreen, the head coach of the Tri-City Storm, about uh, continuing to be on the road, their trip out to Chicago, and where the uh, Storm are uh, going to be playing this weekend. We'll also talk with Nebraska women's basketball standout Alexis Markowski coming out for 16th double-double against Northwestern and uh, getting ready for the home stretch, the home finale uh, for some of the seniors as well will be this weekend. So we'll talk with her. We'll be followed by Where's the Line uh, with uh, Andy and the gang coming up uh, after our program today. You can be a part of the program, 888-455-ESPN, 
855-3776. That is the Billy Jack's fan line. Billy Jack's Pizza in Kearney. Full bar, frosty rail, big screen TVs, Kino, family fun, and it's a classy environment. Check it out at Billy Jack's. You can tweet us anytime at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. And you can email the net popper inbox, Doug and Daddy, at ESPN Superstation.com. So many ways to get hold of us. Yeah. Big win for the Husker men's basketball team last night. We'll get into that. But Coach Noreen is with us in studio. Did you get to do anything while you were in Chicago besides play hockey? Saw some family, which was nice. Um, yeah, that was great. I mean, obviously just where we're at geographically, a lot of friends, family, people I grew up with, played with, stuff like that. Hard for them at times to to get out to see us play. So that, that for me personally, was great. And I know for our guys, like it, you know, Again, a pretty centrally located place for a lot of family to come in and watch as well. I know for a lot of college programs, like for football, players and their families get like four tickets from the institution or something like that. Do you get a certain amount of tickets for home games, away games, just in case family can come and see? Yeah, we do for home games. For away games, it totally varies. Um like in Chicago, they gave you know we were allotted two tickets. Okay, so which yeah. is is fair, is great. Yeah. And actually, they it's funny they had their biggest crowd they've ever had in the history of their program on Saturday night. So what's we that number? I mean, are we talking like I mean, normally it's, it's, it's no, five? It's, they had no, a thousand no, it's, people. It's a or? smaller stadium. I, I would say probably somewhere around maybe twenty five. And I'm totally guessing twenty five hundred, two thousand okay. somewhere right. around there. Was it Anthony Noreen night, free beer <laughs> yeah. night? What was going on? It was about as opposite as Anthony Noreen night. Taylor Swift night. Yeah. Oh there you go. So I don't know how many were there actually there for the hockey or just to sing the songs between whistles. There you go. Did that throw you off? I couldn't tell you if they're playing ZZ Top, Taylor Swift, or Billy Joel between whistles ever. Well, last week when we were talking with your assistant coach, we were making fun of you for getting to get on the plane, but uh, you've yeah. been looking at some players too. Just looking at players, and <clears throat> we had a player in visiting that was flying back, um, a 15-year-old that needed to get back to Chicago, so travel with him, and um, yeah, got to see there was a the state tournament was going on in Chicago, so for the AAA teams there, the youth, the highest level of youth hockey was going on. Um, this past weekend and week as well. So. Does the US does the USHL have certain periods like the NCAA does, where it's like a blackout period? You can and cannot talk to a player. Certain ages that you can and cannot interact with a player. How do those, for we, lack of a better term, recruitment guidelines? Yeah, work we don't for you? have any restrictions as far as talking to players, unless of course they're protected by another team in the sure. league. Yeah, or a, another t- team in like you know we do have some if they're in another junior league things like that and they're protected. But as far as timetables of when we can recruit things like that, um, you know it's it's pretty open. Now you'd be foolish to start you know recruiting and maybe talking to guys at 13, 12 years old like some colleges maybe here you'd start to do because you can't draft until 16 um, at our age group. The only thing we do have some blackouts as far as trades and ads and drops and things like that around the holidays and some summer periods. But other than that, it's no, it's pretty much 365. Anthony Noreen, head coach of the Tri-City Storm, uh, coming back off a couple of games uh, in Chicago. Uh, we got into a shootout and then uh, we had the Saturday night game where the Steel took care of business. So what did you think about the way your team played? Yeah, I mean, obviously a long trip, um, a tough opponent. I mean, Kendall shared something with me a few months ago that over the last five years, the two teams in the league that have won the most games, Chicago and us. Um, so obviously, a, 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 even though from a distance and we don't play each other a lot, a rivalry a lot of times just as far as like getting players and signing guys and yeah. things like that, there's there's a pretty good rivalry there. Um, I thought Friday night we got off to a hot start. 
Um, they came back and kind of got going, and then I thought really the latter half of the game was about as well as we've played. I mean, you were down a goal late. We scored a tie at um, first shootout win of the year, which was a good thing to finally get one of those. Um, and then I thought Saturday was kind of the opposite. They got off to a good start, scored a goal, two goals early. One was a total fluke goal. Um, and then I thought from the second period, and especially the third period, I mean, I think we outshot them 18-1 to 1 in the third period, and we lost the period. So every metric you look at of the game, <clears throat> for us, it, it was the most lopsided performance we had in a loss all year on Saturday. So I, I was really proud of the way the guys played. thought we battled. I thought there was compete. I thought we made a lot of plays. I thought we limited a, a really high-skilled offensive team. We limited their chances um, you know, and did a really good job in that department. The end of the day, we didn't win the game, but I think if we're talking about building towards how we want to play and what we want to look like and what we want the feel around our team to be like, I thought it was a really good step in the right direction. Is there a big difference or any difference at all between Eastern teams and Western teams, whether that's the team makeup, style of play, any differences there? I mean, I, I think it varies year to year. Historically, um, maybe a little bit more open ice, playmaking, skill, smaller, not as big, heavy, gritty on that side. And, you know, again, when you start talking about uh, out, out west where, you know, you have an Omaha traditionally older, bigger, heavier, Lincoln, Fargo, older, bigger, heavier, you know, veteran guys, I think it's it's a little bit different there, specifically with Chicago. They would get a younger team this year, um, probably the slightest team build-wise. We've played but a ton of skill, a lot of speed, um, you know, challenging in their own way. Um, so, so definitely a different type of, of a series for us to be in for sure. Talking with Anthony Noreen, head coach of the Tri-City Storm. I was just double-checking my schedule here. With going back to East-West, we still don't have home-and-home home with everybody, do we? No, it's only... Um, you know, previously, and this is going back to when I was in Youngstown, we used to play each team, the furthest teams away, one time at your place, one time at theirs. So every fan got to see every player yeah. in the league at least once. They changed that this time around, and they changed that before this too, where it's two games at their place this year, they'll come to your place for two games next year. So it's going to flip-flop year to year of who we're going to see in the Viero Center and who we're going to have to go on the road and see. Does that Does that matter? I mean, because I'm I'm still stuck in this play in Omaha Lincoln ten times a year, and 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 it, that changes now that you get to go play the East a little bit. But isn't variety kind of the spice of life before all of this? Yeah, but also I think it's it's that would all with also respect to budgeting for, for owners and in the cost of what it cost for us to go to Chicago last weekend, hotels, meals, things like that, as opposed flights. to just driving, yeah, flights, <laughs> driving back and forth from Omaha, but the way bigger thing is what's best for the players development and I think when you talk about a lot of these guys are in school and a lot of the growth that these guys make especially I know for us is made during the week during practice and to get off the bus at 11 a.m on Sunday morning that day's a wash mm -hmm. Monday's probably a wash now you start getting back into the groove of things Tuesday Wednesday now maybe you're feeling back to normal by today like so I just think for a from a development perspective it's great to go play those teams on the other side but you know I, I think when you get back on a Saturday night at you know midnight or maybe it's 1 a.m 2 a.m the difference of what you could do to develop these guys physically mentally meetings workouts practice over the course of that next week is vastly different than you know some of the trips we got off at two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, like it, it's it's tough to kind of get back going, like I said, mentally and physically. So, if Anthony Noreen was the commissioner of the USHL, what would scheduling look like? 
if you had the magic wand? You know, I, I, I don't think I could say that until I see how this year plays out. Like, I do think it's healthy to play teams on the other side. I do I think agree. it's healthy to see every other team. You know, I, I, for me, the one thing maybe I would do different is we do the beginning of the season showcase where every team's in one place, all the NHL teams and colleges. I'd like to see us do something similar in the middle of the season where now your teams are picked, you know, that you've got a better idea of who your guys are, top of the lineup, bottom of the lineup, put some marquee matchups, have another kind of one-stop shopping for all the NHL teams to see these guys in one spot. But other than that, I think that the, the league as a whole did the right thing this year, getting the teams traveling a little more, playing other teams, not seeing the same team 15, 16 times. Um, but I, again, I don't like to rush to judgment until you do it for a year, two years, and kind of see what, what the output is. Storm coach Anthony Noreen, they stay on the road this weekend. Sioux City still right behind Fargo for second. Storm is sitting in fourth in the West Division. Then another shot with uh, Omaha. Talk about uh, what we got this weekend. Yeah, Sioux City, a, a team that, you know, two really hard-fought games when we went in there. Obviously, two games that go to overtime. Uh, so, again, we know where they're at in the standings. They're a really good team. Historically, they've always been one of our toughest opponents. Um, you know, a, a chance for us to go in there and kind of m- maybe try and make right what happened, what we weren't able to get last time uh, we went there. And then obviously you turn around, you play Omaha. And I think anyone from a, a distance, you always know, the old adage, there's a reason you play the games, yeah. would have looked at, like, here's Omaha with a couple of their best guys suspended, a ton of injuries, coming off some tough losses, going into Fargo. And, like, they're in tie games late in those games both nights against a team that's running away with the league. So, again, they're, they're – they're going to have, you know, they're going to be waiting for us, I'm sure, after the last couple of results. And um, again, it's always a, a, a tough game when you go into that building. And then the weekend after, you're back on home ice. I'm going to be there yep. on Saturday. Kenny, I want to bring you in here yep. and talk about what that's going to look like, promos that people can get ready for in the next week and a half. Yeah, so uh, you mentioned it. We're back on home ice next weekend. We do have a road game on Friday mm-hmm. against the Lincoln Stars, but then it's two uh, Saturday and Sunday. But that's going to start a run of playing seven in a row at home, um, which is obviously going to be very nice. We talked about travel in this show the last few weeks. So the uh, Saturday game, which is our next home game, is going to be Saturday, April the 2nd, next Saturday. Um, it's our annual Kool-Aid night, so we're going to have specialty sweaters again for that. I think we've done that three, maybe four years in a row now. That has just been one of our biggest promotions, and um, credit to kind of the – uh, folks that come up with our marketing to um, you know recognize that as an opportunity to uh, do something really fun that's you know localized here and um, really really cool so that's that's become one of my favorite ones the whole season that's our next home game on Saturday the second can we the, get you to dress up as the Kool Aid uh, no I think I'm going to pass on that I I may drop an oh yeah in the call though <laughs> I uh, actually did that last season didn't really mean to but uh, anyway I want to see you busting through the wall <laughs> <laughs> bringing the double fisted picture right there brother we uh, we might can arrange. That. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's that's Saturday night. Uh, again, that's our very next home game. Uh, but the Sunday game is a game against Lincoln that if you printed out your schedule way back when was not on there, that is a rescheduled game. Um, from January the 11th, which was a Thursday, we had that weather issue. Um, so tickets, if you purchase your ticket to that Perceived game, weather issue. <laughs> I was going to say, go ahead and interject in there if you need to. Um, yeah, so that one didn't happen, unfortunately. We talked about it here. We wanted to play that one, just uh, didn't happen. But if you bought your tickets to that game, those will be honored for that Sunday game. Uh, the start time's at 4.05. we got the Rivalry 4-pack that's available. Um, so that's coming up in the near future. I'm sure we'll talk about it more on the show next week. Um, but those are our next home games, and we're Looking forward to it. We've got a stretch of five total um, on the road that we're in right now, but then we're going to have seven in a row when we get back. Well, it's it's the second time this year that that's kind of worked its way for the Storm because we had a long road trip earlier in the year. It's been a couple of weeks since we talked to you. 
where are we health-wise here? Because last time we talked, we had guys coming back and guys going out. Yeah, like, uh, unfortunately, we've lost Alex Bales for the season, which is a shame. I mean, he was quarterback in our first power play and really starting to to play extremely well. So feel feel badly for him, just kind of a fluke accident, but he'll, he'll be out for the year. Um, aside from that, we got August Saloon back last weekend, which I thought was a huge boost to our team. More so than that, our locker room, our bench, leadership-wise. And, again, it's going to take him some time to get back to himself. But he's you know, he's a third-year guy here. He's one of two third-year guys along with Sean McEwen. He's just he's a massive piece to what we do on and off the ice. Um, and then Nick Rukanakis was back as well, played on Friday, was probably the most noticeable player in the entire game on Friday. We're trying to kind of manage his minutes. And, again, he's coming off a knee surgery and another injury. We want to make sure that he's right for the for the most important time of the year. So Saturday, not so much as far as ice time, but but Friday he was really impactful. And again, another important voice on our on our bench and in our locker room. So it's going in the right direction. Um, obviously, when you play as many games and travel like that, there's going to be bumps and bruises. But as far as like you know things that are keeping guys out of games, it's it's certainly going in the right direction. And again, because it's been a couple of weeks, any alumni news, college or you, uh, tr- uh, NHL that you want to share with us? I mean, Kendall, anything major. I mean, obviously every night just you watch NHL tonight and it seems like we've got guys that are – Shane Pinto's been tremendous. Zach Jones has been awesome. I mean, Matt Nyes seems to be scoring a ton and maybe even making like a late push for in the Rookie of the Year candidate case. Like he's really been pushing lately. Um, our college guys have been doing extremely well all over the place. Um, yeah, it's it's again probably the most non-related to our team in place right now thing to do, no matter win or lose, is just to go and look at the college box scores <laughs> and watch the NHL highlights every night and just see what these guys are doing. Whether it's and some guys in Europe and things like that, it's I mean it's it's fun to just look what those guys are doing from a distance. We hear so much about the name, image, likeness money that like football players get millions of dollars a year. What's NIL like on the hockey side for a lot of these guys who are D1? Yeah, the college guys, I mean, it's not to the level of some of the, you know, you don't have guys driving up in Lamborghinis, <laughs> the college hockey uh, scene, but th- there are guys that are starting to get into the tens of thousands and even up to 100,000 and things like that at different places. So, again, I think it's it's an exciting thing for them. Um, I think, you know, similar to college football they're trying to figure out maybe like how we exactly we want to manage this to you know do what's in the best interest of the player and the athlete but also make sure that we remember that they're student athletes as well so um the other thing in our league for the first time this year there's some nil deals i know they they put a uh an agreement in with each team could have up to two and like trevor conley right now for us has an nil nil deal with a with a hockey company with true hockey company so again and there's a few of those across the league I'm not even going to wait. Favorite kind of uh, Kool-Aid is? I probably didn't drink Kool-Aid since I was 10 years old, but when I was a kid, it was red for sure. Brandon? Grape. Kendall? I'll go red. I'll red. I'm going Danny? Yeah, uh, I'd say red. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of See, <laughs> imagine, imagine that Brandon would be different than all of us over right. here. Kendall, did you watch the 500 Monday? Uh, yeah, I did. I was, I was glad that I could uh, be home, and I hate that they had to reschedule it to uh, Monday. But I've been to, uh, I've been to three of those, and you remember every one of them. So uh, yeah, yeah, really, really cool. Who was? Can you tell me the winner of each of the three you've been to? Um, yeah, the first one I ever saw in person was 2005. Was uh, Jeff Gordon won that one? Who was my favorite driver? Um, Jamie McMurray won, I think it was 2010, I want to say I went, 2011, um, 2010, yep, so he won that one, and then the one that, uh, 
Denny Hamlin beat Martin Truex by inches, uh, 2016, 17, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, Imagine those NASCAR. <laughs> wow, holy hell. That, that, was the, that was the closest finished, uh, finish ever, that one. So um, still has not been beaten. But, yeah, so uh, glad I got to watch that one. That's kind of a, a thing that I do. And uh, I was not going to miss. It's funny. You know what? There's been – I hate to admit this. There's been times that we've played on that Sunday that uh, I've the hockey game's been going on and the laptop has been showing something else. So, yeah, really good. That was a good race. Well, guys, uh, again, uh, good luck on the road this weekend. We'll see you next week. Appreciate it. Thank you. It'll be leap day when they're here. Look forward to it. We'll take a break on the Doug and Daddy Show. When we come back, an opportunity to talk with Nebraska women's basketball standout Alexis Markowski. Uh, give you an update on what happened last night on the basketball floor. More on the Husker men, on what's going on in the high school scene and Hastings College and more. So stay with us. The University of Nebraska, located at the U.S. Meat Animal Research Center, four miles west of Clay Center, Nebraska, has permanent openings with livestock positions starting at $18 per hour and higher pay with experience. Positions include livestock data technician, groundskeeper, part-time night security, farmhand, feedlot hand, and cattle ranch hand. Excellent benefits with all permanent positions include medical, dental, vision, employer-provided life insurance, up to 185% matching retirement, 13 paid holidays, vacation leave, sick leave, 15 college credit hours per year for employees and dependents, and an on-site fitness center. If you're interested, they are willing to train the right motivated person for all positions. To learn more, apply now at employment.unl.edu and search Clay Center as the keyword. That's employment.unl.edu, keyword Clay Center. Or call Sheila Trampy at the UNL Personnel Office at 402-762-4150. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farm or ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life, and auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Doug and Daddy Show on ESPN Tri-Cities, brought to you in part by Huskers Sit and Sleep, 1907 Central Avenue, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and even a little time on Sunday afternoon, if that works out best for you, 1 to 4. You can check out their website ahead of time, huskerssitandsleep.com, huskerssit, the letter N, sleep.com. They have no pressure sales because it's the same low prices every day with brand new furniture and mattresses all with the manufacturer warranty. They sell it right off the floor. That's how they do the low overhead. You can see it, buy it, take it. They'll deliver, of course, as well at Husker Sit and Sleep. Go see John of the Gang, 1907 Central Avenue. Open seven days a week, including Sunday from 1 to 4 in Kearney. Uh, Nebraska men, boy, did it put... Did it, it, it brought flashbacks back for so many different people last night that have watched these Huskers up 20 at the half and all of a sudden up three with just under 12 minutes. I mean, it took eight minutes to erase 17 of those points, and you're just sitting there going, oh, my God. And 
they were making everything. Nebraska was early on. Tamanaga hitting some tough shots. Uh, Nebraska was making everything. And then Indiana was making everything to start the third quarter. But Nebraska settled it down, eventually went on a 14-1 to run, and won at 85-70 to and looked really good last night. But, man, it just shows you, Brandon, as well. They shot just 49%. And 42% from three-point range last night. That's incredible on the road. And still, this was a three-point game midway through the second half. And it wasn't just that here we go again. It's here we go again, almost Mm -hmm. like they were expecting it. In that case, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're almost expecting it to happen. Now, the other part of that is, of course, if you're down 20 or up 20, you're expecting the team down to make a run. You know the coach is going to chew on them at halftime. You know they're going to do something to make an adjustment that's going to be a different team. But to get it to three, that's a big difference. It's a big swing early. And then, I honestly, as much as anything, I think Indiana just ran out of gas. Well, Nebraska gets a key win. I don't think it really moves them much. It is interesting to see what the projections are. Joe Lenardi has a much better projection for Nebraska men's basketball as it stands than Jerry Palm from CBS Sports and, and a couple others out there. Uh, when you're on the 10 line to the last four in, there's there's about eight games or eight teams that can be in between there. So hopefully Joe is a lot closer than anybody else. And all they can do is just keep playing well and winning. And Nebraska will host Minnesota Sunday afternoon, 530 on KHS Radio and the Big Ten Network. For Hastings College, uh, the women were in a ball game until halftime. Uh, and then Concordia nationally ranked, as they always are, hit 11 threes in the second half of the 15 they made in the game and blew it up 82-55, to outscoring Hastings 50-26 to in the second half. And for the Hastings man, man, oh man, oh man, up by 16, can't hold it, losing overtime, had a couple of things not go their way late with a turnover and uh, missed a short jump shot that would have kept the game going and basically would have clinched the GPAC title for Hastings College. They can still tie for the lead unless everybody else loses uh, this weekend, but uh, they will be taking on on Doan, the men and women, on Saturday afternoon. Certainly good to be able to see them get to that. If they can't quite get to the championship, then get there for the tie. But uh, good to see them win a lot of ball games again this year. UNK basketball is home tonight. They will be taking on Missouri Southern at 5.30 and 7.30. And if you can't make it and you're anywhere in the area, you can watch the games. Tonight's games are on News Channel Nebraska Television, same place where you find the Loper home games and so many other things that we've been – the Supernovas had a few home games. We were able to do those first three and, and select high school games. And we'll have the state opening round and the semifinals on News Channel Nebraska Television again coming up here uh, the next couple of weeks. But tonight it is – UNK basketball against Missouri Southern. Other than Jeff Boshi, that's a really about it for the Lions. Okay. So we got that for you tonight. Then they're home again on uh, Saturday. Let's take a look at our Doug and Daddy poll question, which you can vote on anytime at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. Who do you think will win the matchup, Huskers or Hoosiers? Well, 60% of you were on the uh, Nebraska bandwagon. 59% were on the Nebraska bandwagon last night, and it played out. Today, we ask you, with spring training starting up, how do you expect the Royals to finish this year? Now, Jimmy and I had a debate right at the end of the show yesterday, and I think he found the over-under on win total was 74.5, maybe 73.5, which gives you 74 and 
not not enough 88 uh would be it and i told jimmy i said i'm i'm on the over uh what's successful is over that this year for the royals so what do you think they win the division they make the playoffs with the wild card they miss the playoffs or they finish last in the division minnesota picked to win the american league central with the over under total right now the royals is kind of sitting in that three four hole uh i I don't think they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs. I was saying 500 yesterday. That would be a vast improvement, vast improvement, and then needing to set yourself up to be able to make the playoffs in 2025, which is a couple years behind the original plan here of what we had for the rebuild for the Royals. So I'm going to say they'll miss the playoffs, but they they better not finish last in the division. They're going to they better need, not even come close to finishing last in the division. They're going to need to do something drastic because they're about to go in front of Jackson County voters and try and get a new stadium downtown built. If they come back in with another one of these 100 loss seasons, they have no chance. So for me, I really want to see them at least lose 99 or less games. Don't lose 100. I would like to see a 50-50 season. So the 500 season you mentioned earlier, that's what I would like. And at the minimum, they can't lose 100 games again. They'll no. never find no. the taxpayer support no. for the new stadium. You can vote on the Doug and Daddy poll question anytime on Twitter at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's. we are ready to welcome in our next guest. And let me introduce her a little different this time around. I want to introduce her as the daughter of of Jamie Markowski. Alexis Markowski is with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Lex, how are you? Good. How are you? I love that introduction. <laughs> Dad, uh-huh. Dad's just getting way too much pub. It's time to put the old man back in the seat and, and see what's going he on. Is. <laughs> Great to he catch is. up with At you, girl. At least I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the great things that have been going on uh, with the program. You're having an excellent season, both individually and as a team. And uh, some cool things have happened. We can talk basketball. I want to talk a couple things that aren't necessarily on the court as I kind of scanned uh, Lex's Twitter and reminded me of a couple things out there that she rooms with Allison Widener, and she got a really special honor about three weeks ago. Tell folks more about that that weren't at the game. Yeah, you know, Allison is just such a special person and player, and um, I've been her roommate for three years here, so we are best friends, and she's been through a lot, and this girl never fails to have a smile on her face. She's just Always, like, I've been calling, I have a new nickname for her. It's um, Muscle Mommy because (laughs) I swear she is lifting and doing all this recovery to try to get back as soon as possible. But even that, she just is such a cool person and uh, really gives back to the community. And um, also, like, last semester she got a 4-0, and she just does it all. And um, I'm really lucky to have her as a good friend. And uh, you, you yourself, and we talked about it, we were talking some hockey here earlier with our local team, but that NIL has been big. You have got at least one deal. How are you handling the NIL now that you've been involved in it for a couple of years? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different um, apps and people that make it pretty easy for me. But, um, yeah, it's really fun to just kind of build your brand and work uh, with different people. Um like I'm in a process of a few cool things that I'm excited, um, companies that I'm excited to be working with that is coming up. But um, yeah, it gets kind of hectic right now with season and school. But um, 
we have a lot of good people here at Nebraska that make it pretty easy. When you talk about that NIL, one of the things that I firmly believe is that life is about great experiences. So obviously the NIL money is one thing, but what are some of those experiences that you're getting? Is it working with a production crew? Is it traveling? What are some of those cool experiences that you can talk about? Yeah, I think for me, a big thing that NIL has like brought me is uh, working closer with the community and with um, young athletes that um, that look up to me and I get to help coach and kind of um, interact with them, which is super cool. Like on National Girls and Women's in Sports Day, um, Nebraska hosted an, an event um, with all the female athletes here and we just got to interact with fans and play some some bags with them and kind of get to know the, their story and um, that's probably the best part for me. Alexis Markowski, a standout for the Husker women's out of Pius, uh, joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. And I wanted to ask you about that, too. we got the state tournament district finals for almost all the girls in high school are going to be uh, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, depending on what class you're in. Uh, what was that time like for you when you already knew you were going to take that college step, but to finish out those last couple of years of high school and having that success that you guys had with Pius? What was this time of year like for you? Oh, it's just so fun. I get so excited around this time, just uh, remembering when I got to play and now watching my younger sister, she'll have a chance to um, win districts here on Friday. But um, there's just so so much excitement that surrounds the state tournament here in Nebraska, and um, it's just a fun time of year, and it really brings back a lot of memories. I try to get to as many games as I can. You know, it's kind of the end of our season, but um, just the atmosphere here in Lincoln and at PBA, you know, um, I always say this, like I made so many memories at PBA before I even put on a Husker jersey. I graduated at PBA. I uh, won several state titles there, um, you know, had heartbreaking losses at PBA before my time here. Um, but, yeah, I just I would say my advice to these young girls is just take it all in, enjoy it, and have fun. Uh, we get ready for uh, some of the cool things to talk about here. Were you guys, did you even get someplace to watch the Super Bowl or was the party still going on? We did. We did all get together and watch the Super Bowl. So um, we were all, were like, we couldn't put our phones down. There just was so much media and videos that kept coming up and um, even just like, just everything. It was just such a cool day and um, really a day I'll never forget. What was the coolest besides beating Iowa? and having Caitlin Clark in the national television. Was there a specific and, – and, of course, we could bring up what happened in the post-game press conference where you guys were trying to say something, and unfortunately Iowa's coach got a little loud. There was all kinds of things that came out of that. Was there something that we, as a general fan, didn't see that was extra cool that day for you? Yeah, I think um, something that was really special to me was me and Jazz had a moment on the court where um, we both kind of got emotional because – um, this, our last season was really tough on us and we felt that we underperformed and we really came together, me and her, and just talked about how, um, we didn't want that to happen again and how we just wanted this team to just be so connected and just reach our full potential. And, um, one thing that we discussed was beating Iowa this year and we both were just like, had this moment and we just were like, we did it. Like we beat Iowa. Like it just is all coming together at the right time, and it was just super cool to share that with Jazz. So, 
Well, I have a question. Speaking of experiences, because I firmly believe about experiences. And so I have a friend of mine who could get me tickets to the Iowa game. And that happened to be when you guys played in Iowa 15 days before you beat them in Lincoln. So I was there. I got Mm -hmm. to see Caitlin Clark, you know, the 38 points and all that. And then you guys turned it around by a factor of 24 points. Losing by yeah. 19, winning by three, so I guess 22 points. I wasn't a math major. <laughs> what did you guys do differently other than the energy between playing on the road at Carver-Hawkeye versus playing at home at the PBA? What was the difference in that game that you can go from a 19-point loss to a three-point win? Yeah, after the game in the locker room, we all like kind of came in there and we were like, we can beat them. Like We underperformed today at Iowa. We're going to have another shot at them. Like. You could just kind of tell on everyone's face that, like, we felt that we could beat them. And um, we knew that everyone was going to have to step up and contribute. Like, if you went in there, like, you had to bring something to the table. And I felt like Logan Nisley really took that to heart, um, had a hell of a game. And um, I felt like everyone just was really playing their best basketball. And then in that fourth quarter, we kind of switched our defense. Um we knew transition was going to be key. Just they're so fast in transition, and Caitlin's just such a great passer. Um, um, and then we went into that face defense, and I felt like it really um, frazzled Iowa, and they uh, were not prepared for it. So, Alexis Markowski joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. They're going to try and avenge a loss to a Minnesota team on Saturday. The Huskers have won four of their last five. Obviously, it would be tough for anybody to play number two and come back and play number two again. It just didn't go well at Ohio State, but you guys seem to have regrouped. Uh, tell me a little bit about Minnesota and uh, the game plan for Saturday. Yeah, you know, we had a tough one um, pretty early in conference play up at Minnesota, but um, it's senior day, so that is like really exciting for us. And, um, you know, we've talked about our last four games, how it's kind of like a puzzle piece, and we put two of those together um, to try to get that double buy. So um, hope, hoping to get that third piece and um, then head to Illinois. Do you guys pay attention to bracketology or do you listen to the coach and not pay attention to that stuff? Um, I, I try not to um, really look at my social media during <laughs> season and uh, look at uh, bracketology, but um, I know I kind of have an idea of like, standings and stuff um i'm human i like to know (laughs) um where people kind of see us but um i try my best to not look at that stuff 20 and 21 the other night uh not not many games like that uh that that any athlete can have Uh, how'd you feel did you know you had that kind of game it's always so weird because i feel like when i have like my great games i'm just kind of like not thinking so much about it. I'm just going out there to play. And um, my parents were there. So they um, they were at Ohio State earlier that week and then came to Purdue. So um, I honestly, like, I did not sleep well the night before. I was like, my parents came. I didn't even get a nap that day. I'm, I'm a big sleeper. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we'll see how this goes. But, um, yeah, I just, I do what my team needs me to do. And, um and my team needed me to have a big game on the road. So, um, yeah, but I definitely did not leave the game how I wanted to leave, but <laughs> things happen. 
I was I was going to ask you. I mean, obviously, got to ask you. How's your right hand? And did you realize what you had done? How did things play off after that moment? It seemed like everybody realized what had happened and and was fairly cool with it. But how did it all play out? Yeah, it was it was very interesting because I didn't realize that there was a person there. Um, I thought like I might have like hit jazz because I just was like looking at jazz, and then I saw that laid in was grabbing her face. So I was like, oh, no. And I, like, went over and, like, apologized. Like, everyone is, like, everyone thinks I'm I'm very tough and physical, but I'm, like, the softest, like, fighter. Like, I'm just, like, so nice. Like, I just don't like, like, the beef and stuff. <laughs> so um, I had, like, went and apologized. And, and then Allison came over to me, and she was like, yeah, like, you're definitely getting a tea. Like, this isn't good. Like, I saw it because she's on the bench. And, um then they told me that I had to leave the court, which um, we still aren't really sure, like, why that had to happen. But, yeah, Purdue was super, super good about it. Um, I apologized to the bench, and their head coach came and high-fived me and was like, you're good, good game. Like, And I had to just go sit and watch the rest of the game in the locker room. So, Yeah, and Lex is. I mean, she actually is – 100% true when she describes the toughness on the court and the softy off the court, at least from what I know from her. And uh, Lex, uh, joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show, just a couple games to go. I, I want to ask this as politely as I can because I am curious when everything is either going right or wrong, there's so many things that get thrown at coaches and student athletes. Obviously, uh, some bad news with a former teammate uh, putting a lawsuit out. I don't want to know about the lawsuit. I want to know if coach has addressed that with you, if if that affects you guys, if that if you say something to the coach. I mean, you don't want anything like that when you're trying to get the NCAA tournament and play good basketball. Has that been addressed at all? Yeah, right now we're just focusing on what we can control. We're focusing on us. Um, that happened um, – Two years ago, and uh, we're just really just trying to focus on finishing finishing this season strong and controlling what we can control. Yeah, and I I get it. There's just you can't say much. There's no doubt about it. But I'm I'm always interested on how that those things happen and can affect teams and coaches, and hopefully it doesn't here. So, uh, Lex, we'll let you get back to it. You got classes this afternoon. Or are you done for the day? Yes, I got to go to my finance tutor at twelve thirty. So. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> she can. Wish me luck, <laughs> <laughs> Coach. Uh, we will see how that all plays out for uh, the Huskers this weekend. And uh, Lex, always fun watching you play. Stay out of foul trouble. Keep winning some games, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for the time. Take care, Alexis Markowski. Joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. And again, uh, Amy was asked about it at the end of the game. You know, it's it's an easy way out. Hey, we're in a litigation. I can't say anything, and you have to live with that. I'm interested on that player side of things. If you know, two years ago when the coach and the player had to leave, how does that affect your team? Uh, and now, how does it affect it when old wounds are brought up again? Because there's going to be some girls on this team that were directly affected by that situation, and you know, you can't just put it in the back room and wait till the end of the season. And how many others are out there in a similar situation that yeah. are yet? to come forward because it seems like whether it was the Penn State football or the Ohio State was gymnastics, I believe it was. Michigan State. Michigan State, where you have one that comes forward and then there's another. 
and then there's another. And I don't know if this is going to be the case or not, but many times it's not just an isolated event, so only time will tell. Yeah, and Lex is right. She has told us before she does like to take a nap. She does like to get her sleep in. I like to take a nap, too. I just, I just don't have time to do it. You just can't get 20 and 21 the next day. Doug and Daddy Show brought to you by P.J. Smith Seeds, your Fontenelle hybrid dealer for corn, soybean, sorghum, and alfalfa, a farm family-owned seed dealership that is still new to the area with the goal of providing a quality seed product with exceptional service. Their commitment is to every customer having a successful growing season, so they'll be by your side answering your questions, solving your problems during the seed recommendation process. Most of that should be taken care of by now then they'll get you through planning through harvest no customer too big or too small they're ready to help in any capacity that they can it is pj smith seeds go to pjsmithseeds.com located just outside of Kearney to serve the Platte Valley area of Phelps, Kearney, Buffalo Counties, 308-293-5468-293-5468 back with more in a moment we're off to the races opening weekend has come and gone so we move along to our second weekend of fun at Fawner Park. The Grass Mix Stakes features some of the best sprinters at the track. The West Wind Band at the Skyline Pub will feature some of the best music and dancers in town. And come savor the flavor of the Fiesta Cantina with the little Sunday afternoon musica on the side. Fawner Park, you can bet on it. You're watching sports on one of the many TVs and all of a sudden you get hungry. That's okay. If you're at Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Carney, they not only have all those TVs, but they cook too. You never have to stay home and watch alone. Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Carney has a full menu and a full bar. Jersey's offers daily lunch and dinner and drink specials. Get to Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in the Vista Point Shopping Center in North Carney, where the game and the grill are always on. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. Offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own and every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Did you know that in downtown Kearney, you can get a banner to show your support for your local sports team, a graduate, or really anything you want to tell everyone you're proud of? Copycat Printing has paper banners, vinyl banners, yard signs, even collage boards made out of paper or foam board. Come on into Copycat today. They're your printing headquarters. Their professional, friendly design staff will help you with everything from start to the finish of any printing job. Think, shop, and buy local with Copycat Printing of Kearney. Online at CarneyCopycat.com. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation. 
is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. To get ready for lunch, how about Taco John's? Bigger, better, bolder. Two locations in Kearney on the north side of town at West 56th Street or here on East Highway 30, 419 East 25th, where right now you can get some great deals on whatever it is on the menu with their Bigger, Bolder Rewards program. Hard shell tacos, soft shells, mix and max. Get your potato olays. Maybe you get the six-pack and a pound. Maybe you like a taco burger. Maybe you like a burrito, uh, quesadillas, breakfast burritos because they're open for breakfast as well. Seven days a week, bigger, better, and bolder at your Carney Taco John's. And we were talking about that during the break, eating tacos. I said, I think maybe... I've had some variation of tacos every day this week. And that is in no way a bad thing. No, that's good. That is in no way a bad thing. That's good. And I hear, I, I'm going to talk about it on the air. You go, you once in a while for work, your real job, go to Scott's Bluff. I do. And out in the panhandle. Yes. And the thing about Scott's Bluff, I've said this forever, it's a great place once you get there. Yeah. It just seems like it's a fairly long trip, although it's all I 80, weather's nice, whatever it is, what it is. But, uh,. <laughs> Because if you go west, it takes you that long to get to Scotts Bluff. If you go east, you're basically in, what, Des Moines in the same amount of time almost? Not Maybe quite. a little it's about, short. It's about four hours to Scotts Bluff, uh, between five hours, about five hours to Des Moines. You're making it to Scotts Bluff in four hours. Well done. Uh, Very well done. Hope, hope nobody heard that. Speed limit oh, plus four that. plus five and uh, don't stop. Yeah. Hammer down. Let's the go, The best man. part is just getting between two semis that are going too fast. Just get right between them. Sorry, bandit. I'm Draft, not, baby. I'm not, I'm not quite that they're way. Going, they're going 84. This Okay, is how long does it take you to get to Scott's Bluff? Because I can regularly make it. If I stop just to get a, something to drink and a pit stop, I can do it in 415. Good. So good. if I don't stop, it's four flat. What are you? I always figured it's just a little under four and a half. That four fifteen be a little closer. I haven't been to Scotts Bluff for a little while. Uh, well, what was it two years ago? We went out to yeah a, a year ago. We went to Mitchell for uh, wrestling, but I took the north route. We okay. That was going to be my question. We didn't. If you we didn't stay take on I eighty to go to yeah. Kimball and then north on seventy one. Yeah, you're at seventy five miles an hour on the interstate, then seventy on that four lane divided highway. If you get off at Ogallala, take twenty six highway up. Now you're at 65 miles an hour, and you got a bunch of small towns to at least slow yeah. down in Bridgeport, and you got to stop a couple times. I'm trying to remember why that, we That's closer them. to four I, and a half. I think Google maybe even told us that was quicker, shorter, maybe shorter. I don't, I don't know why. Well, it would be shorter because you're taking the, yeah. the side of the triangle. We came back on the interstate, Big Springs yes. and all yeah. that. Yeah. I was just in a hurry both days, so I just... But yes, I stopped at Taco Town up there. Thank you, Matt Meister, for the recommendation, and... I had uh, I had so much at Taco Town on Tuesday. I didn't need to eat all day Wednesday. Did you eat tacos or did you eat something else? It's ta- it's called Taco Town for a reason. So yes, well, in fact, I did have tacos. Now I also had a couple of tostadas and an enchilada and a flauta and some other things. But yes, I did have I did have tacos. Uh, <laughs> any any dessert? More tacos. Okay. Yeah. I don't need dessert. No. That's I'll, fine. Well, although yeah, okay. Um, I guess technically I did have dessert at the flyover. 
Speaking of tacos, Brian Munson's going to be part of our program tomorrow. Uh, Chris Katulak is going to be uh, on the show, CEO at Fauner Park. We're going to talk about that. And uh, we've got some more special guests coming up on the program uh, tomorrow as well. So can't wait to have everybody uh, join us out there. Uh, Hastings College basketball I talked about. Huskers we talked about. UNK we talked about. Let's talk about what's coming up on the high school scene tonight. And uh, while we take a look at that, I want your thoughts on uh, getting to have this spring game uh, scrimmage for UNK. I, we knew it was coming. It just was official a couple days ago. Knew it was coming. It's going to be a great thing. And to be able to have something there at Lewis Central, which I, I, I know so little about the Omaha metro area. They were saying it was in Omaha. And so I was telling people it's in Omaha, and then I got chastised because technically it's in Scotts Bluff or it's in Council Bluffs, and I was like, okay, I was just told it was in Omaha, so I guess the Omaha area, but it's in Council Bluffs. It's where the Western Iowa uh, Community College plays their football games. So are you going down ahead of time to check it out? I have to be at another undisclosed location that weekend, so no, I cannot be there. Oh, so yes, I. So you don't have to go down ahead of time to I, check it out. I will not be there. But I think it's great. They are doing uh, – in fact, we just had a Loper backers meeting this morning for our annual banquet coming up on Thursday, April 25th. Shameless plug there at Eunice Conference Center North. But they are going to do an alumni event throughout the day. They're going to have a meet and greet and a say hi with Coach Held before the game. So really reaching out to those Omaha, Lincoln – Western Iowa alumni should be a good game. Uh, last night in basketball, Carney High girls season came to an end, uh, 68-48 against Westside in the uh, B7 boys sub-district. It was Hastings over Northwest. York beat Lexington. They play tonight in York. That'll be at 6 o'clock. All of the C&D boys sub-district games will be uh, tonight. Our three radio games here on ESPN at 6. Carney Catholic will host Minden on KHAS. Adam Central's at Donovan Trumbull at 7. And on the Vibe 98.9 FM, Shelton will host Sumner Eddieville Miller. They played a two-point game in the third-place game at State last year. So I'm looking forward to having that game tonight. Aurora and Scotus will play at Fillmore Central. Also, Kozad is at Ogallala. Sandy Creek is hosting Exeter Milligan Friend. St. Cecilia is at Central Catholic. Amherst will host Perkins County. Kennesaw is at Sutton. Pleasanton at Axtell. Overton at Loomis. Cambridge is at Dundee County. Ansley Litchfield will host South Loop. And Red Cloud is at Lawrence Nelson. I'm going to stick my head in the lion's mouth here for a second. Okay. Full disclosure, people that don't know, obviously, I do public address announcing for Carney High football and the boys. What the Carney High girls, to our point earlier when we asked Markowski about what's going on there, that could have what's currently going on in and around the girls' basketball program could have been a major distraction for that entire team. And having seen at least the second half of every one of their home games this year, you would never have known it on the floor. Now, of course, you don't want to lose your last game of the year. You certainly don't want to lose it on the road by 20. But those girls that competed and the coaching staff that stepped up and Coach Pocock and Zimmer and Coach Grant and the rest of them that did everything they could, they represented themselves very, very well in a year that would have been easy to have been distracted. So with everything else going on, 
they represented Carney High and the girls' basketball program as a whole very, very well the entire year when it would have been easy not to. And thank you to those that had to step into a difficult situation and lead our young men and women, and in this case, women of the basketball team. Uh, I said that kind of early on in the season, and I echo that with you. Uh, Westside shot lights out in the first half last night, uh, so it didn't go well for Carney. But they had a good team, not quite great. Great is Final Four type uh, state semifinals. So hopefully they'll be even better next year. I expect it won't be too long until we hear uh, who will be taking over that program on a permanent basis. Now the boys are going to try and make their move here. Again, Grand Island wants to have something to say about that. They would love to come in and take that third game of the year from Kearney, 6 o'clock Saturday night at Kearney High, and uh, we'll see how that all plays out. State swimming and diving, uh, as we've talked about, is underway today. The girls' diving competition going on in Lincoln. We'll take a break, wrap things up on the Doug and Daddy Show, get you ready for Where's the Line? Keep it here. Hi, I'm Doug Detterding. Make every date night better this February. When you purchase a hot spring spa, sauna, or fireplace from Detterdings, you will receive a gift basket for your sweetheart, plus special pricing and financing available. Now is the time to treat your sweetheart to some relaxation. Come in and see us in Kearney or Grand Island or visit Detterdings.com for more details. Choose better things at Detterdings. It's a quality of life. When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comfort and guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape Ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clubber Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. Doug and Daddy Show, Doug, you to Brandon Bennett's in the Midway Auto Dealership Broadcast Booth, Midway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Midway Chevrolet Buick GMC, where the President's Day sales event is continuing on, and they'll get you some great deals as well. Right now on the Buick Enclave, premium all-wheel drive, uh, you can save over $8,200 right now off of the MSRP, which is Manufacturer Suggested Retail Price, and talk to the dealers. That's why we send you in. We give you a little information here on the show. You can find out more at thinkmidway.com, but the real pros are in the building at your Midway Auto Dealerships, and they will get you set up, and you can find out more at thinkmidway.com. Once again, uh, during the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, some of our favorite 
memories of sports that pop up this time of the year. Uh, I know you had posted, was it yesterday? Yes. Or, or two, whatever. It was the anniversary of the Minden Kearney Catholic. Ten years. District game up at uh, up at Kearney High. Uh, I was talking about today it popped up how my state champion wrestling cousin from Broken Bow won the state title and then face-planted trying to do the backflip on on the floor there at uh, at Omaha. There's some other fun ones out there, but that's what makes this time of the year cool. You go, oh, yeah, wow, that was something. Oh, yeah, wow, that was something. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I, You know, it, it showed the Gibbon boys winning the conference title and a picture up there, some things, and, you know, right now it's not going their way. It can happen, and it can happen again. So it's pretty cool to see some of those memories pop up. I actually have put together a list of my all-time top ten favorite public address announcing memories. And I've got kind of an honorable mention list, but at the top of that list, number one, and it was 10 years ago yesterday, but it was Menden and Carney Catholic, all three Kissinger girls. And, you know, Randy Bushcutter was, was broadcasting directly behind me and Chancellor Christensen, obviously from Menden sitting down. And, but there's other on my list too. Diane Rose hit her either six or 700th win after a B5 District win at the old Kearney High School. There was a C1 something or other a couple years ago district final where two ADs get in a fight, and our friend Colton Wearsbicky and Mitchell Stein still holding the, the, the broom, got to hustle over and separate. I'm not even going to say which one it is because you guys are going to put it together who it is. But I, I've got a whole list of the, the Husker spring volleyball game here back in 2017. So I've got a whole list for you. What is your favorite broadcasting memory do you have one that sticks out yeah see i think the earlier in your career that's the more you kind of remember them so there's a couple that before i ever got to carney that have always stood out for me uh and, and there's just and then since getting to carney watching I, I i reference this so many times the latter method okay we it, it can start anywhere you can be really good and you just can't beat – I mean, I, I can keep going back to Kearney Catholic Volleyball. Couldn't beat Central Catholic. Couldn't beat SCOTUS. Central Catholic couldn't beat SCOTUS. That happened. Then Kearney Catholic beat GICC. Then they got to the state finals. And then they lost two years in a row. And then they won four years in a row. But it first just to get there, then finally win, then become a powerhouse. And there's a lot of programs that you can talk about that uh, are like that. I mean, you know, Amherst Boys Basketball are right there right now because they – finished second last year there's still one more rung on that ladder they want to go for and it's not even going to be easy tonight against Perkins County so uh, seeing teams accomplish kind of that first time uh, I, I remember all the way back she was a great UNK basketball player when she came back Jennifer Warner Ramsey and St. Paul I mean at one time it was 60 some losses in a row this was before she got there then they win the state championship it was what began it is what began the all-class top 10 and the girls for the Omaha World Herald. They had done the boys forever, but because of her and a couple of other outstanding athletes during that time, Strocky might have been one of them, um, they decided, you know, we need to show that the top 10 best girls basketball teams and volleyball teams aren't all in Class A. And that started that. That was cool. Watching uh, 
you know, Glenn Snodgrass, Matt Kern, they're coaching now, so many more that was on a North Loop Scotia football team that nobody gave any credit to. They went down to Adams, and they expected Adams to just floor them, and they beat them like 46-6 to or something like that. Uh, it was pretty cool. And then the next year, kind of their rivals over at Greeley scored on the last play of the game to break their winning streak. Uh, that was pretty That was pretty cool. Uh, I've been in the old Pleasanton gym uh, for a couple of top five matchups. Uh, there's been some some really cool, really cool places, really cool things out there. Lots you of could, you could you could sit here all day and and recount. I mean, our our old buddy Wayne Blazy up at Loop City. There was the Loop City Overton boys basketball game. They came back from fourteen or seventeen down in the fourth quarter at Kearney High, and they eventually both got to state and had to have a rematch. But they needed that and made an amazing comeback. I've seen Minden do some incredible things down there and all kinds of sports, and now I can just ramble on and on because there's so many. But one other thing that I saw here, Holdridge is going to be the latest school to add girls wrestling, and they are going to put together a baseball team as well down there with the Dusters, something they approved earlier this week. And there's a few more uh, teams, like we talked about Aurora is going to be starting baseball. Apparently York's going to start baseball. Be a few more out there in that B.C. area uh, when it comes to – girls wrestling and baseball that would be very very good especially as that seems to trickle west more and more in the state of nebraska well that's going to wrap things up for today's doug and daddy's show hope you enjoyed the program we sure enjoyed talking with alexis markowski standout of the nebraska women's basketball program anthony noreen the head coach of the tri-city storm and of course kendall grayson in with us as well tomorrow as we said brian munson of on three and uh, talking a lot about the uh, college football scene and he's going to be up and in studio with us tomorrow we'll also talk with ceo chris katulak on the program uh we're going to have a special musical guest bj jameson stop by we had him uh last fall when they were in town he's going to be in town again the youngster from a town you've never heard of is going to be uh from nebraska uh went to hyannis he's going to be joining us uh, tomorrow as well of course i've heard of hyannis. no but that's not where he's from oh he I'm went sorry. To, he, he was from a smaller smaller town than that so okay, was it ashby i think it's ashby okay you're right i haven't heard i gotta double check that but uh have a good one folks where's the line coming up next and then high school basketball tonight here on espn the vibe and khas you've been listening to a doug and daddy podcast brought to you by cunningham's drew Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carnage. Oh, darling, I feel like amazing. Don't make me do that again. Game over.